From the stock market floor to your laptop, we are Voice America Business. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler show you what it takes to become a top 10% performer in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News. Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Rowan Nadler, and we have my co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg. Between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. In today's show, we're going to feature Genesis Park founder Richard L. Baird, global and U.S. co-leader of people and change management, and also Amber Romine, leadership development expert, as they discuss their roles in developing world-class leaders at Price Waterhouse Coopers LLC. In today's program, we will learn about talent across the globe. Baird has been featured in various publications such as the Wall Street Journal, The Economist, Global HR News, and the Chicago Tribune for his work at Genesis Park. So we'll hear more what it is Genesis Park and how it got created. Uh, it is a five-month in-residence program bringing high-potential employees from around the world into an intense multicultural environment of learning, teaming, and strategic research. Amber recently completed a five-year role as the program director and lead coach for Genesis Park, responsible for program design, curriculum development, and delivery. Uh, Learn more in this conversation that we're going to have. We're very excited. And Kathy, welcome to the call. Hello, Riley. Yes, I am very, very excited today to have both uh, Rich and Amber with us. I was fortunate enough to meet them last year at a linkage conference where we were all speakers, and I was absolutely blown away by their exciting story about changing the uh, the future of leadership development at PricewaterhouseCoopers, and uh, I can't wait to get into that subject. But before we do, as our listeners know, we are always very focused on providing evidence-based best practices to help all of you develop more leaders in your organization. And as we always like to say, we know that leaders are the heartbeat of any organization, but most leaders will underestimate just how much influence they have over others, and we know as a result sometimes they can underperform, and as a result so can their teams. But doing just a few things differently can really make great improvement in your performance and your organization's. In every one of our shows, we try to give you something about how to develop leaders, what happy companies know about performance, about emotional intelligence and positive psychology strategies, and brain and neuroscience contributions to top performance. Generation and gender differences are always top of mind for us, as well as work-life balance strategies and strategies to manage yourself and others. So, Relly, why don't we talk a little bit about what leadership development can teach us and maybe some of the information around that. Oh, thanks, Kathy. Well, before we bring on uh, Rich and Amber, some of the uh, evidence-based research that we like to always share is we talk about leaders and leadership development news, and the reason is we know leaders have anywhere from 50 to 70% influence over the climate of their team. We like to say that leaders are the emotional thermostat of their team because emotions are contagious. And to get someone into the top 10%, which we'll talk more with Rich and Amber about their 
initiative, typically it's getting somebody uh, with high emotional intelligence. When you look at emotional intelligence, IQ, and technical expertise, a lot of the research shows that emotional intelligence is one of the keys to move somebody into the top 10%. And leaders in the top 10%, we know, produce twice as much revenue to the organization as managers in the 11th through the 89th percentile. So that's why we're focusing so much on, on uh, leadership. How do you get your people into the top 10%? And we also know when coaching is added to training, both Kathy and I are certified coaches, training can increase productivity about 22%. But when you add coaching to it, it can add about 88%. And studies have shown if you bring uh, coaching into your organization, uh, it can improve happiness up to about 93% and also improve productivity. If you're interested in more information from Kathy, her website is www.h2cleadership.com for her happiness books, tools, uh, speaking keynotes, leadership, and coaching services. If you're interested in me, Dr. Riley Nadler, uh, my website is www.truenorthleadership for free emotional intelligence uh, assessments and then books, tools, speaking keynotes, leadership, and coaching boot camps. And Kathy, uh, how'd you like to introduce our guests, and then we'll get zero in to how do they develop leaders. Well, as I said, I was very fortunate, really, to meet both Rich and Amber, both of them uh, senior executives at PricewaterhouseCoopers, when we were together at a linkage conference. And as many of our listeners know, the linkage conferences are summits that are held throughout the year, which help build leaders for tomorrow. And uh, I just happened to see that they had a program uh, on what they have been focused on uh, over at PricewaterhouseCoopers called Genesis Park. And it really just wowed me. I had to go see it. Uh, I was very fortunate uh, to be able to hear their presentation and to learn about the great work they're doing in building talent across the globe. Now, Baird has been featured in various publications, such as the Wall Street Journal, The Economist, Global HR News, and the Chicago Tribune for his work at Genesis Park. And as we said, it is a five-month in-residence program bringing high-potential uh, individuals, we, we call them employees, but these are high-potential individuals from around the world into an intense multicultural environment of learning, teaming, and strategic research. And Amber has been instrumental in uh, just completing a five-year role as the program director and the lead coach for Genesis Park. And we're going to talk to her about how she was fortunate enough to be responsible for that program and the curriculum development and delivery that she was responsible for. But what I want to focus on for the remainder of this program for our listeners is to how or as to how they can learn more about leaders developing leaders, because that's what this is all about. This is about people who have a real passion for taking what they know and what they've learned and those experiences and generating enthusiasm and excitement for those people, those associates that they are not only responsible for but are peers with and helping them develop to be leaders themselves. And this unique program at Genesis Park does, well, it, it does just that. And as you can hear, I'm so excited to talk about it. So why don't we just get started and just introduce uh, Rich and Amber to our audience. And if you could each take a turn uh, telling us a little bit about uh, who have been the most influential people and thinkers in your life and in your career, and how have they shaped your thinking about change? 
uh, as a positive experience that you're now transferring to others. So, Rich, why don't we start with you? Well, thank you, really. And, Kathy, thank you very much for having both Amber Romine and I on. Um, it really is a pleasure. It was a pleasure meeting you when we were together at the conference, and it's a pleasure to hear the passion in your voice for things that we believe uh, are, uh, are as important as uh, getting up and breathing in the morning. Um, it's a good question uh, uh, in terms of um, um, people who have been uh, uh, influential in thinking about change uh, in, in my life, and there's two that stand out. Um, the, the first would be uh, a fellow named Pat McDonald, who's a retired PricewaterhouseCoopers partner who once ran our U.S. assurance business, and, and he helped me understand probably better than anyone, that a clear set of values uh, have to be at the core of every organization strategy. Not just values that you look at in a Lucite cube, but values that, that guide your framework of decision-making, selection, development, all of those things. And the second one is someone that Amber and I will probably talk a little bit more about. His name is Frank Brown, and he's also a former PwC partner who's now the dean of INSEAD, the International Business School, uh, with um, uh, their operations in Europe and in Singapore. And one of Frank's favorite sayings was, if you're not changing, then you must be dying. Um, so it's clear that uh, change will occur whether you want it to or, or not. And, and once we accept that fact um, and we understand what we have to do, uh, to be the, the change that we want to see, that becomes the aha moment. So any strategy without harnessing behavioral change to us is, is just a wish list. Well, it's, it's fascinating uh, that uh, you just said, if you're not changing, you must be dying. Um, that's something that I've heard uh, a couple of times, and I'm now believing that it's probably Frank saying that's been passed around a lot of industry, industry meetings on change management. Um, Rich, thanks for that, and uh, I can't wait to hear more. Amber, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, and uh, I echo Rich's comments. Thank you both for having us on. Um, it's a it's a great way to start the week talking about one of my my favorite topics. And so, and and now I'm realizing Rich and I should have compared notes because he stole one of my guys, uh, Frank, as he mentioned uh, in terms of of people who've been really influential for me. You know, I think that you know I live in in Washington D.C. and with you know with the recent election and and Lincoln's birthday uh Lincoln is somebody that I've been spending quite a bit of time uh revisiting um in terms of his his leadership style um and approach and one of the things that I appreciate about him that I think is very relevant for business leaders today is this whole idea of understanding the the people dimension of change um, you know, understanding that you can have, you know, uh, you can have the strategy and you can have the vision, um, and they can be tied to your values. But if your if your people don't understand that, um, and you aren't able to communicate it in a way um, that gets them engaged and excited about change, then then you're kind of dead in the water. Um, so I, he's somebody that just you know recently here is is is, is uh, has been a source of of inspiration. Um, again, um, for me as I think about this topic. Well, you can also see, uh, Amber, just how, you know, Lincoln's come into the forefront, you know, with Obama and his influence by Lincoln and, and some like you and, and, and lots of others. So what we're going to do is, is first maybe check in with Rich, and then we're going to go to Amber, so back and forth. Um, but, Rich, let me start off asking you, how did you get the idea to develop a program like Genesis Park? 
Well, really, it, it actually wasn't my idea, although um, I was fortunate to be one of the three principal members of the team which brought it to life. And the idea was actually conceived by Frank Brown, who at the time was, as I said, leading our global assurance and advisory businesses, and also Beth Ann Brault, who uh, continues to be the managing director for Genesis Park today and was a consultant doing a rotation through the um, uh, chairman's office for PwC. And the two of them connected, and their thinking was that most of the leadership development content at the time was, and this was eight, nine years ago, was directed mainly toward partners, was very nationalistic in scope, um, country by country. Um, and Beth Ann and Frank um, uh, both believed and uh, convinced me, I was working closely with Frank at the time, uh, they believed that the firm had to concentrate on, on really the best and the brightest below the partner level across the the entire global network and, and, and tap their ideas around innovation and strategy and, 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 and only doing that would ultimately get us a, um, a sustainable network of, of, of folks that were multicultural thinkers and leaders. And, and frankly, you know, it's a little bit like a revolution where one of the first things you do is take over the schools. So that was our strategy was actually to create the school that we wanted to use as the vehicle to create the tight global network uh, of leaders that we hope to have. Rich, why don't you hold that thought for one second. We're going to come right back. This is Leadership Development News, so don't go away. Bottom line in business, Voice America Business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, 
and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch her at the Governor's Conference for Women nationally and as spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America throughout 2009 for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and Happy Company's healthy people to your team, visit Kathy at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. Homeowners, real estate investors, bankers, listen up and tune in to Finance, Foreclosures, and Foresight, the show that breaks it all down and gives it to you straight. Are you at risk of foreclosure? Interested in buying a foreclosed property? Mark Bull has the answers to the questions you might forget to ask. Finance, Foreclosures, and Foresight broadcast live on the Voice America Business Channel, Monday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific. You can't afford not to tune in. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. And welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Richard Baird and uh, Amber Romine from uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers. And they're telling us about their leadership development program, Genesis Park. And um, tell us a little bit about, Amber, um, about how you were able to maybe get the sponsorships and how you came into the, into the picture after we just heard from Rich kind of how we got started. Uh, sure. Yeah, I'd be happy to talk some about that. Um, so, as as Rich indicated, he and um, Frank and and uh, Beth Ann, um, you know, once the idea was formulated um, and enough uh, buy-in was gained um, from from some key lead- leaders um, in the organization, enough to sort of pilot uh, pilot the idea, you know, enough to get one group of folks um, through. Um, I was fortunate enough to um, have participated in in one of the early uh, teams as a as a participant. So selected by my practice, I was a management consultant at the time um, to go through the experience. And um, you know, it was quite a bit of momentum building. Um, the the program was doing quite well. Um, uh, Rich, Frank, and Beth Ann asked if if I would be interested in in joining. And I think uh, joining their team and, and continuing to build it out. Um, and I think one of the interesting things and, and the model that I sort of came to represent was, um, you know, bringing someone in from the business um, who, you know, was well um, um, grounded in, in our, um, you know, in, in the PwC business model and serving clients, uh, which is ultimately, you know, our aim as an organization. Um, and then, um, you know, using building on that perspective um, as a practitioner, um, learning um, how to deliver coaching, how to deliver uh, leadership development, and kind of round out those skills. Um, so it's sort of it's a model that has has grown over time for Genesis Park. Um, largely, the faculty is comprised of individuals who have spent many years kind of cutting their teeth in the business as advisors. Um, you know, as accountants, um, as tax professionals, um, and then, um, you know, using those folks to then teach, you know, the next generation of leaders in the firm. 
Now, one of the things I was uh, really curious about, uh, both Rich and Amber, was, uh, okay, you started this project. You had some good uh, foundation for uh, the partner, uh, I want to say, kind of engagement process around this. But how were you then able to take this idea and get your firm to sponsor this as part of the core business. Can you talk a little bit about that? Rich, maybe you can kick that off. Sure, Kathy. It, it sort of helped that that uh, uh, Frank was the global head of assurance and advisory at the time and sat on the global leadership team, um, and I was his operations leader. So um, so we, it's not that we were without um, some credibility here from the business standpoint, but but notwithstanding, there was a lot of resistance. Um, not involving partners was a concern. Uh, the decision was made that this would be a program for non-partners. Um, there was um, uh, there was concern about um, an environment where um, the, the the first class uh, experience uh, ranged from less than a year to to I think close to ten years, and that was a concern whether you could actually create a non-hierarchical environment that, that worked that way. Um, obviously, taking five months um, off for revenue producers, these are our client service professionals, and that was taking them uh, into a residential leadership development environment was a, was a big obstacle. The cost was a big obstacle. But to be honest, we worked the trap lines really, really hard, and we reminded um, leaders around the world that, you know, that distinction comes from not you know, continuing to do all the same things the same way. And and I would say it was probably the strength of our personal relationships that really got the pilot off the ground. Um, Amber knows this story, but I knew we hit the ball out of the park after that first class returned back to their practices, and we were going through the budgeting for the next year. And the leader of the Dutch firm, now this is the Dutch, okay, so we know their history of, uh, of being fiscally prudent. Um, the leader of the Dutch firm asked me during the budgeting process whether we'd put enough in the, in, the, in the budget to keep running Genesis Park because what he'd seen in his nominee had been so transformational, he wanted to make sure that the pilot was going to turn into a routine. Wow, that's really impressive. That's great. You know, I think um, for our, our audience, Maybe uh, between Rich and Amber, you can tell us, you know, what does the program look like? I think just what's phenomenal here is that it was five months in residence. And then what, you know, is, uh, what's the curriculum look like? Um, I imagine there's projects, classes, and stuff, but you can maybe walk us through what the curriculum looks like. Amber, why don't you take that one? Yeah, sure. I can start. I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting. If you could imagine um, sort of three, uh, three rings, um, kind of the bullseye being this idea of understanding um, yourself. Um, so self-awareness is sort of at the heart of it. Uh-huh. Um, the, the second ring being this idea of, of understanding um, the firm, understanding our business and leading teams. Um, the third ring being... Um, excelling with markets and clients um, and leading organizations. Um, so, you know, effectively we sort of think about it um, as, these, as these three rings, um, and, and the program is designed um, to uh, help participants kind of root their development in an understanding of themselves as leaders, um, to further expand their capacity uh, for um, you know, uh, extending the future of our firm by knowing the firm and, and how to lead teams within the firm. And then uh, more broadly, um, in the broader marketplace, you know, how do you 
um, excel um, across markets and clients? Um, how do you lead lead organizations? So we sort of use those three rings as a way of framing um, the experience, uh, the five month experience. Um, and and it, kind of a simpler simpler ways to describe it would be this concept of people leadership and business leadership. Um, one without the other is is, is ineffective. Um, so once you kind of understand that as, as, as kind of the backdrop, we really use a really rich and diverse uh, model um, through which uh, it, participants are, are carried through these, these rings. Um, you know, one dimension is, um, you know, the curriculum, obviously. We've got folks for quite a bit of time, and during that time they are working through a series of, of exercises, um, self-directed, some classroom learning, um, a lot of team, team-based learning, um, and they cover a range of topics um, from scenario thinking, strategic thinking, innovation, um, hot topics, looking at firm structure and strategy. We really have a rich, rich um, curriculum um, that, that the folks experience. And, um, you know, it's not, it's not your traditional classroom environment and, you know, where you're kind of sitting listening to a lecture and then you take a test at the end. Um, it's a rich mix of um, modules delivered by leaders within the firm, um, modules facilitated by faculty uh, at Genesis Park, um, bringing in um, uh, clients and external speakers to share their experiences, and um, it's 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 it's, it's a, you know a smorgasbord, if you will. Of, of different events and experiences. One of the things I wanted to make sure our our audience got as a key learning from this experience that both Rich you and Amber have participated in, and please correct me if, if I'm wrong, is the cross-discipline, the cross-market, uh, the cross-cultural perspective that really creates a richness in this experience and for those of you who are in consulting, um, you know that having feet off the street and in a classroom for five months is a huge investment in the wealth of, of human capital that all of us have to contribute uh, in the workplace. But to then combine that with the richness of those industry experiences, capabilities that each of these individuals bring to bear, and the cross-cultural aspect of it, is just mind-boggling, and I'd, I'd love for both of you to just comment on that, if you could, before we talk about how the firm has been uh, looking at the, the leadership traits that, that you feel have become essential uh, for participation in this program. Well, I, I can tell you, Kathy, um, and, and it was particularly noteworthy because uh, I would I would come in or Frank would come in at the very beginning with a team and then we would make it a habit to come in every three to four weeks um, during the course of their experience. But when Amber um, was was on site, after first she was a participant and then we uh, she was such an outstanding participant and had so much uh, uh, leadership, uh, we, we, uh, we asked her to stay on and, and be directly involved. But she would see it um, on a day-to-day basis we would see it after you know three to four weeks at a time, and in a, in a sort and it's sort of like watching your children grow, only only seeing them once a year. Um, you know what you you just articulated. Um, the first few weeks, you could see what was happening is that the myths and biases about people whose culture and upbringing and background and 
um, you know, gender, um, you know, it, it took diversity to a whole nother level when you add um, uh, a whole bunch of non-native English speakers um, where uh, the only native English speakers were from North America and there were only one or two of them, certainly not a majority. Um, so it made listening, I mean really listening, you know, it almost took it from an art form to a, to a science. Um, uh, I, I saw, you know, these teams really embrace this, this non-hierarchical model, um, which, which caused for relationship building that wasn't based on who had more experience or who was older, but was based on the quality and the character of intellectual discourse. And, um, and, and I saw, you know, coaches and facilitators like Amber keeping a focus on, you know, challenge and development, but in transformational ways and keeping, um, you know, everybody focused on the fact that conflict or disagreement in a group is actually a good thing. It's, it, it is an enabler to get to resolution and not something that should be subordinated. So I, I would say that, um, you know, I saw such incredible transformation and an understanding also that coaching is, is not always positive. I mean, its end game is designed to be positive, but it must always be honest and straightforward and respectful, and that created for a, a different breed of, of multicultural leader. Well, you know what? We, we are going to be respectful to you, so we're going to ask you to take a breath, and we're going to come right back with Leadership Development News, so don't go away. Bottom line in business. Voice America Business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, 
and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch her at the Governor's Conference for Women nationally and as spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America throughout 2009 for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and Happy Company's healthy people to your team, visit Kathy at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. Adding fractions is nothing. For real? Look, these are denominators. You multiply this one so that it's the same as that, then you add them up. Man, that's easy. Charles Bennett dreamed of returning to the old neighborhood as a teacher. But without money for college, only half of his dream came true. He's back in the old neighborhood. Well, enough math. I got to deliver these sandwiches. Please support the United Negro College Fund. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. A message from the UNCF and the Ad Council. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with uh, Price Waterhouse Cooper consultants Richard Baird and Amber Romine, and we're talking about their in-person residential Genesis Park leadership uh, program. And uh, maybe Amber, you can go to talk us a little bit about what were some of the, the leadership traits that you felt were um, essential, you know, in your role. And maybe you can talk a little bit. It sounds like from what Richard's saying, you were actually at the a participant, but also an in-house coach. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. You know, I think um, it, one of the things, to, kind of going back to the to the first question that you that you asked us around um, change as a positive experience. Um, to me, that gets at uh, gets at the heart of of what's uh, one of the critical leadership traits um, in you know working in a in a firm. Um, like ours, um, frankly, working in most organizations, um, the ability for a leader to um, both understand change as a positive experience and encourage that type of thinking, um, you know, amongst their teams, I think is is really important. It's certainly something that I learned uh, while a participant at Genesis Park. You know, if you think about developing high 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 potentials, you know, that this whole idea that you want to um, identify and accelerate the development of those individuals that you think are best positioned to help take your organization to the next level, you know, the better able you are to equip these folks with a capacity for, for, uh, for change, um, the better able, um, you know, the, the, the more value there is uh, to your organization ultimately in being able to do, to do that. Um, and so I think that we sort of had a, an informal um, and, and continue to have um, sort of our informal approach at Genesis, not informal, but our, our, our sort of uh, kind of saying around this has to do a lot with, you know, you, you embrace, uh, constantly embracing new ideas, you know, understanding change as continuous, um, you know, understanding it as something that, that should be 
um, just part of the way you view your role as a business leader is about identifying the what's next, um, not wasting time lamenting uh, what's lost or, or, or being complacent with what is, but really looking for the what's next, um, being comfortable challenging, um, challenging things, that challenging the status quo, um, if you will. I think is is really critical as well, and that that again, as I referred earlier to those three the kind of the concentric circles it it refers back to that because this has to do with you know the way that you think about yourself individually um your your way of of leading your way of being um as well as you know you within the context of your organization and frankly your organization in the context of the broader market um so uh, you know to me that that that's key. Um, One of the things that I know was very important to both of you when you made your presentations on the subject of Genesis Park was just how this program uh, has changed leadership at at its core. And I think that that you've talked a little bit about the idea that people have to come from self, um, span out, if you will, in the model that you've described into the firm and teams, and then look at markets and clients, which helps people really see how they look at themselves, how they look at others, and how they look at what they're doing. So can you talk a little bit about perhaps what changes you've both seen that have been most significant in the groups who've graduated to date? Because I, I know one of the uh, data points that you shared with the audience was the amount of cross-country, cross-industry, and cross-competency sharing that has gone on that has really evolved um, into you know kind of great opportunity for a global organization uh, like like PricewaterhouseCoopers, it's a great point, Kathy. And by this July, we'll have probably close to eighty partners uh, for, that that have gone through Genesis Park, and we'll have over four hundred alumni from forty five countries. And and frankly, you know, based on the individuals and where they are in queue to partnership, we'll have a thousand partners within the next uh, five to seven years. Uh, it's it'll be very very significant, it, but you know to your to to the point, um, um, the changes here have have obviously been very clear in the individuals. I mean, they have a better grasp of business issues, and you know, and and they 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 have moved away from a parochial national focus, and you know, and they display a global perspective. And when we go after multinational company targets or clients, or we have an opportunity. Um, this network, the Genesis Park network, they, they behave almost, it's like a, they behave as an organism. Um, whether they were, uh, not just the ones, the 8 to 12 to 20 that were in a, a team together, but it's almost as if the shared experience creates a bond between uh, the, the, uh, those who preceded and those who follow. And as a result, um, you know, anytime we want to vet an idea, um, we, we use this network and we get, a, we get a, an accurate cultural, um, a multicultural uh, sort of response. And if I could just make one other, one other point, it, not only did these individuals go through transformation, I would say um, it also brought our senior leaders back into the 
the realm of reality, and Amber touched on this, but, you know, too many of our senior leaders get lost in the stratosphere. They're up around 30,000 feet, and they don't invest enough time to actually know what the next uh, generations are thinking. And, and, and we leverage leaders as sponsors of strategic projects and, you know, to use Genesis Park as a multicultural sounding board and bounce ideas off them. And, and oftentimes, when these individuals return to their countries, they get asked to join a young leaders group and provide counsel to the, to the executive team in these countries. And, and those are the sorts of things that make a really big impact on an organization. Well, just uh, hearing about um, you know how phenomenal this has got to be, and have, I've done some intensive stuff on my own with different groups. Um, I imagine one of the key factors is just the trust that builds up, especially around the cross-cultural issues, and like you were talking about, Richard, with uh, with the uh, languaging and everything else. Just being at the trust that allows them to really then, you know, as a foundation, then really talk about what's on their mind once that trust has been built. What what kind of things do you do maybe to enhance that trust? And I'm just thinking about for our listeners. You know, we have folks different organizations who may be developing programs. Like, are there is there things at night? Maybe you can talk a little bit about. Does everybody have individual coaching? You know, all those things that may lead to trust and enhance communication. Yeah, Amber, how about if you jump in here? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you. That's a. That's a. That, that word sums it up. I think trust uh-huh. um, and. You know, a lot of it has to do with, I think, how, how we set the stage for the experience. If you think about, again, it's a pretty, pretty intensive period of time um, when folks are, are coming together. And, you know, the, a simple setting the stage around, you know, um, ground rules, things that we're very familiar with doing. You know, here, this is the type of experience where we want people to be comfortable um, opening up and sharing. And, and the reality is that feedback, this concept of giving and receiving feedback, is a very core theme throughout the experience. I mean, most of the learning that happens you know, during Genesis Park happens because people are receiving really rich and open feedback from their fellow participants as well as from, from the faculty. Um, and so we practice it. I mean, <laughs> we, practice, we practice trust. We pra- practice open uh, conversation um, as a way of getting people comfortable with putting them putting their point of view out there um, and learning from the experience, both how do you do that really effectively um, and how do you listen um, to what others are telling you because again, it comes down to that being a core leadership trait so so part of it again is kind of how we set the set the tone um, part of it is through actual practices. Um, because it is a skill um, that that folks need to 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 to, to learn um, how to employ better, and as you um, as you hinted at, uh, Relly, we do spend a lot of time kind of building the social fabric uh, of the teams, um, and uh, so you know because they're all most people are coming from far away to live and and work together uh, at one of the Genesis Park sites. Um, you know there are lots of of dinners and and weekend gatherings and social activities, um, just things designed to um, encourage um, the, the social fabric of the team. Um, and, and that uh, kind of socializing isn't done only amongst the team, but it's done with, with leaders who visit. Um, it's done with the faculty as well. And so that really helps weave a, a tight, tight fabric. And I, and I think, you know, Rich um, kind of gave you a sense of how, how vast our network is at this point of, of folks who have been through the experience. 
um, the reality is that 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 net, that social fabric that they're weaving with one another during their time at Genesis Park really holds fast um, throughout their career. We have a uh, just over 90% uh, retention rate now um, over, gosh, seven, uh, over a seven-year period here of the program. And I think a lot of that uh, retention rate, uh, we can tie back to the fact that people feel um, the, that connection um, to the firm in a sense that they, they wouldn't have had they not been through this experience. When I was uh, listening to you talk about Genesis Park, you have two locations. There are, there are, I think there are two locations. So when we come back from this break, I'd like you both to just share how you chose these two locations because I'm sure, as we've already been saying, people are going to you know, try to start up leadership development programs in their own organizations, and I think having a bit of mindset on where to place them is really important. So we'll be right back. This is Leadership Development. The bottom line in business, Voice America Business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch her at the Governor's Conference for Women Nationally and as spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America throughout 2009 for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and Happy Company's healthy people to your team, visit Kathy at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. Dad, let's sing a 
that bedtime song? Rockabye baby by Newton's treetop. His first law of motion makes sure you won't stop. The same rules of physics apply to a ball. While gravity is a force that makes things fall. By the sixth grade, many girls lose interest in math and science. But it's never too early to set your daughter's future in motion. For some simple ideas, go to girlsgotech.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Girl Scouts of USA and Ad Council. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Richard Baird and uh, Amber Romine from PricewaterhouseCooper. And Kathy was asking just before the break about where these uh, actually you have two different sites, where, where they are located. Maybe you can speak about that and maybe some of the thoughts uh, behind that. Well, really, we started off um, with a site in Washington, D.C., and um, we picked Washington, D.C. Uh, because it was a place where um, leaders from around the world oftentimes, um, uh, oftentimes visited. Um, if they didn't come to D.C. directly, they were coming to New York, and it was an easy matter to get to D.C. afterwards. And that's always been a critical element of this, is to maintain the interaction between these group of high-potential um, individuals um, and future leaders and, of course, existing leadership. So that was a key element. And when we decided to expand... Uh, um, we expanded after a fair amount of due diligence into Europe um, because we um, uh, and we picked Berlin because it was cosmopolitan because um, you know Berlin in a very short period of time has gone through huge transformation um, and we thought it was sort of symbolic for what we were trying to accomplish relative to Genesis Park. Um, but we have some other ideas. I mean, uh, we we might, if we have time, perhaps we can get into some of the, the, the thinking that we have about uh, what we do with the, the program in the future. But it's not so much about the physical location. I mean, it's important that you have a good physical location that's affordable and easy in and out and, and has that kind of, of access and is uh, is attractive to your participants. But what's most important, of course, is that no matter where this thing sits, it has to be uh, multicultural. It has to be a global program. It, it's not a U.S. program because it sits in the U.S. Or a, or a European program because it sits in Berlin. Now, one of the things that um, we were talking about before was what advice you might have for other firms trying to engage their organizations to develop better leaders and create better leadership. Do you have anything that you can suggest that might be helpful? Uh, Amber, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll go first on this one. Um, <clears throat> I would say, Kathy, that first of all, it's you have to lay out the value proposition, and you know whether it's innovation or retention or succession or all of the above that you're trying to accomplish. It, it, there, there has to be plenty of evidence. 
of tangible return on investment versus what I would call the softness that people normally think about when it comes to leadership development. And, um, you know, th- this has become a critical element of how we think, how we go to market, um, how we set the standard for how our engagement teams operate. In fact, one of our top 10 clients brought their entire executive team to Berlin just to understand what we were doing because they wanted they aspired to create the kind of multicultural approach that, that, that we'd achieved. The second thing I would say is you absolutely have to have passionate leaders from the business. Um, they have to be the ones to outline the blueprint and, and to endorse it. HR folks um, or uh, professional coaches or leadership development folks can't get this done unless it's owned by the business leadership and, 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 uh, uh, and really driven. Sponsors have to care. They have to... Um, they also have to make the most of their, their connection. I mean, um, you know, every trip I make, uh, I'm visiting with Genesis Park folks, whether it's coffee in London or drinks in Amsterdam or, or dim sum in Beijing. And, um, uh, and we stay connected around the, the, the mentoring. You have to do that. And then lastly, I would say you're, you're going to love this one, Amber. Top drawer coaches are not cheap. Um, they're expensive, um, and so you have to recognize that and get on with it. Don't don't choke over what you have to pay the kind of individuals like an Amber Romine to to actually drive the uh, program um, in in uh, in this regard. It, you know, it, I I would say that it's easy to understand. You need great coaches in the world of professional athletics. So let's understand you got to have them in the world of professional business too. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. Um, I would just I would add I would add to 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 Rich's um, uh, list and and just say when you kind of switching putting on the hat of somebody responsible for you know structuring the program and dealing with all the things from you know when are when are classes going to start and end and you know what's the schedule going to look like and all you know dealing with kind of the administrative side of things. One of the things that's so important is being flexible and responsive to the needs of the business um, because what, what often happens is we get really good at kind of putting, putting really great system and process in place, you know, the perfect calendar um, that looks just so, that really works and has like a nice flow to it. Um, but then something may happen. There might be a crisis in the business or a client challenge arises or there's a shift in strategic priorities in the business. And, and, and the, you know, one of our secrets at Genesis Park over the years has been got to flow with it, got to be willing to shift, got to be willing to change dates, got to be willing to adjust um, in order to stay close to where things are heading with the business. Um, because I, yeah, that's that that to me is is really critical. Critical, and that that flex not being flexible about the value proposition, as Rich was saying, and, and what you're driving toward, or the outcomes you're trying to achieve, but the how you do it, um, you need to be willing to to, to shift, and um, and that's how you keep it keep it relevant. So you were saying this uh, Genesis has been going on for how many years now? The first team went through in um, January of 2001. 2001, so, okay. Uh, just, I guess, just hit eight years. Gee. Well, so one of those things, and Richard, uh, you had asked about this earlier, a little while ago, um, given you've been doing that for so long, what are some of your ideas? That's obviously been very successful, but what are you thinking about for the future? Any other things that you want to add to the program or kind of change? Amber, you were talking about being flexible. Any, what's on the horizon? Well, it, it, if uh, we're always looking to improve, really, frankly, and we've we've changed a lot, we've evolved a, a, a great deal. Um, 
from one site to two, from uh, overlapping teams to different um, uh, different configurations. The size, scope, of the alumni activities have changed. Um, so you know, any program like this constantly has to. Uh, to challenge itself uh, to to make sure it's evolving just like the world is evolving. So we're thinking about a rotating site actually to to the most interesting countries emerging on the world stage. Um, you know, China, Singapore, India, Philippines. Um, you know, we, we may have a uh, a rotating site that moves from place to place. Um, we're thinking about doing some. I'll call it a booster shot with our. With our alumni, we've got this fabulous network out there that operates, uh, as I said earlier, almost organically. We think we can do more with it, and uh, and we want to do more with it. So uh, those are a couple of ideas, but Amber's really the one uh, uh, who can probably add to that. But the uh, you know my view is again how we started off. If we're not changing, we're dying. Mm. Amber, you have anything you want to add to that? Well, just picking up on the, the, the second comment Rich made about the alumni network, um, you know, we've got, you know, currently just over 400 folks literally spanning the globe in more than in 45 countries. And, um, you know, more and more of those folks are stepping into, certainly into partnership and, and even at that point into leadership roles in the firm. And, you know, it, it's one of the most... Um, you know, valuable um, outcomes of, of Genesis Park is, is this net network because it enables us to do business much more effectively cross-country, uh, across our three different lines of service. And so we're, we're trying to provide some additional supports to that network um, to help folks, um, you know, use it to its fullest. And so we're in the process of right now of piloting a, a kind of a social networking platform to enable us to do that. Um, even more effectively than than we have been, and um, so that should be a, it is a pretty exciting project for us that we're we're, we're getting started, that, um, and we you know we hope to see some some great returns from that. So before we um, we start winding down, how can our listeners uh, get uh, more information or reach each of you if they have any follow up questions? Well, I'm happy to give uh, my my email, um, Kathy, and I'm sure Amber would too. I'm I'm Richard Baird, B-A-I-R-D at U.S. P-W-C dot com. Uh, my phone number is three one two two nine eight two two three nine, and um, I've been uh, pleased not only to be involved with this, but to help several companies um, set up similar programs uh, and and consult on uh, on their leadership development objectives. So um, it would be my pleasure to to uh, entertain calls, questions, and, and uh, opportunities. Well, I think given the time crunch uh, that we're under here as we say goodbye, why don't we leave it at that? And if anybody has any questions, it sounds like Rich is uh, a go-to person, and I'm sure he'll share whatever questions you have with Amber, and uh, they'll, they'll get back to you. So thank you both for your time, your energy, your excitement, and certainly the innovation that you've shared on the subject of uh, leadership development news. Our pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you're leaving us today with some great ideas and inspiration from today's top leaders. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel. 